0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, recorded uh, at River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. So, Sue, what do you do to? What do you do when you're not here? What do you do when you're not recording?
1: When I am not recording at Real Herbalism Radio, then I am doing Occupy Medical, which is a five hundred one c three, and we have a clinic that is in Springfield that is an actual building. We have patients that come in through the medical suite, and then we have a hospitality suite. So it's holistic care, so we feed people, and we have in the hospitality suite, we have a charger for people's phones so they can stay in contact, the unhoused, because it's a free clinic. And we have the um, we give away blankets and socks and um, little first aid kits and toothbrushes and tampons and all the things that you need in order to survive. Uh, And then we have uh, some just dry goods to give away for people that we have housed and unhoused people that come through. So when the money runs out at the end of the month, we sure have a lot of folks that that come by that live in the neighborhood that, you know, they come away with rice and canned goods and things like that so they can feed their families. And uh, then we also have a Wednesday clinic, which takes place at uh, an unhoused day shelter area which we offer haircuts there, and then we have uh, nurses and, and herbalists and oftentimes doctors there as well, which is lovely. Um, and I do the clinic management for both of those. We have other scattered clinics throughout our – we have a history of doing um, uh, emergency clinics. We had one for people that needed their, their uh, passports changed because they had changed their gender So you to have all that paperwork filled out um, and a doctor needed to sign all of that. And we've had bilingual clinics for pediatric when the ice issue was a a problem Mm -hmm. for kids. Families didn't feel safe. They felt like if they went into the emergency room or clinic, then they would not come out with their children. They would end up being incarcerated or being undocumented. So we, we try to fit the need as best we can, keep our finger on the pulse, literally and figuratively. And then I have the herbal consulting site uh, myself. That is, it, you can you can reach me at um, sierra lupe consulting at gmail.com. And you can also um, just get a hold of me via this, the Practical Herbalist. So, and I have my own little page, Sierra, sierra Lupe. There ain't that many people with that name out there. So it's me. <laughs> so,
2: yep.
0: All right, Candice, what about you?
2: Well, when I'm not here recording and doing things for the Practical Herbalist and the Herbalist Society and Real Herbalism Radio, and I'm not working at Mudpaw Design House, which I'll let Mm -hmm. you talk about more since we're a good partnership on that. Um, Are we? Well, I'd like to to (laughs) pretend we are. As long as you do what I tell you, it's a great partnership, right? right? (laughs) It's a cute logo y'all have, too. Thank you. Thank you. I got to see it for the first time. That was fun. Um, right now, I'm I'm excited because my first, I, my, I do artwork as well. I do mm-hmm. fiber arts, and one of my pieces is in a show for the first time. It's in the Boundaries Show, which is right now exhibiting or is on exhibit. is is showing in um Benton, at the Benton County Historical Society. And I'm uh, one of a group of, I think it's about 25 or so. And it was for that, for that, we had to do larger pieces. The minimum size was 30 inches by 30 inches. And so most, most shows are not, you know, usually you can, you can have most shows you can get in, there are smaller mm-hmm. you know, size pieces. So this one was rather large and it was a big one. And for me, this is huge just even to be. Working for a show specifically rather than just making what I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is my first time in a show. I'm excited about that. Oh, nice. So, yeah.
1: Do you think we can get pictures of that on at least our Facebook page, Instagram, things like that for people to enjoy?
2: I have to make sure that it'll be okay, but I think it will be. Oh. I don't think it'll be a problem. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never been in a show. This it, is like the most well, professional I've ever been.
0: You've, we've taken pictures of that quilt. So that, that you could put in.
2: Yeah, but I have it. to make sure that it's okay with. The people that are running the show, because there oh, okay. are like when you get you know, go into shows, there are some of them have rules. Like this one, you can't have had your quilt that you're submitting exhibited anywhere within, I think it was like a hundred mile radius or something like oh, that. So it's more of a draw, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. for like six months or something like oh, that. So goodness. I don't know if if I can publish any electronic versions of it. Uh-huh. Thus far I haven't because mm-hmm. I just wanted to be safe. Right. But to be honest, I really don't know. So that's we'll a find out. It's a question there. Stay and stay tuned, listeners. Yeah. And then I also am now the co chair for our studio Art Quilt Associates local connection here in the Eugene Springfield area. Mm-hmm. So we are called Valley South and I'm excited. I am co chairing with with Christiane Bonn. She's an amazing artist who has done a lot of work in other areas and has now moved into fiber arts and she's a sweetheart i love her so that's like one of my exciting sidelines as it were that's exciting well congratulations on that too thanks i'm excited about that Mm y'all have to tell me if you like see my piece yes
1: i'm so excited do they have a, a social media presence or a website or anything
2: I don't know.
1: They will now that you're in. I'm going to tell them. You guys have to do that.
2: Yeah, look for the, that. S- the Studio or Quilt Associates group that I'm in does. We do have a Facebook group mm-hmm. that you can get into. Um, if you look at saqua.com S A Q A dot Right. That is the parent organization, and honestly, it is it is the organization. We're just a little itty bitty chapter out mm-hmm. of many. It's an international group now, I and mean, we have people, we have groups all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, there's—I don't remember when the next big conference is. They usually have one every year, and I think it's spring. Mm-hmm. But then they have smaller conferences. Like our area has a conference every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one last year. I got a chance to. Pat Polly was the speaker, and I got a chance to go to a workshop with her, which was amazing. It's really cool when you get an opportunity to really talk with or or spend time with um, artists who are really experienced in the field, and we have quite a few of those in our local connection. But then we also had that chance, like there she came in, Pat Polly came in, and and so we had that opportunity. It really, yeah. It's really just it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Um, so for me, uh, I do or work at or own Mudpod Design House with Candice, and I have uh, another business, is Ace High Heat Graphics. with. I currently work with my son. Uh, so on the Mudpod side, we do um, – well, right now I'm doing two very large websites that are going to be live this at the end of June, which culminates into a two-and-a-half-year project. Mm-hmm. No, um, they
2: were. They went live at the end of June. Well, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: They went live at the end of June. And uh, we're still working through the bugs and the hiccups because mm-hmm. the site's so big. That big, you know, after two and a half years of working on it, there's going to be stuff that,
2: right, you have to yeah. fix. Yeah. So yeah. we're yeah. going
0: through all that, and
2: uh, and our print offering site,
0: right? We are just we are just launching, um, oh. launching. Um, <laughs> either it's launched and we're still working out yeah. the, working out the kinks, or we are um, people well, are ordering right now.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, kind of a combination of both because we've got it launched, but we're adding to our product line. So we decided to go with a soft launch in that we launched kind of early, but with just a few small number. And we've been adding the products so that – because I get the joy of adding all the products. Yes, you do. So I decided the slow move was better.
0: Right. <laughs> so- <laughs>
2: Take it, you know, one week at a time, add a couple more products. So, yes, we are still in the process of building it.
0: When that is 100% ready to go, we'll promote that here with the website and let people um, be able to order printing directly from Mudpaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So business cards, brochures, banners, you can order directly from us. And you can submit your files and get them just like this to print.
2: Yeah. My goal is hopefully by back, by back to school, we have we can have a grand opening and maybe do some kind of... Promo. Promo. promo, promo, something.
0: So we're always cooking up something. We're always doing something different. Um, those businesses keep uh, expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do when I'm not doing this part here. Mm-hmm. Aside from woodworking and putting in paths at the house and right. other parenting stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. So. yeah. All right.
1: Fending off the geese.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fending off. Oh, geese. have the, we got some sweet goose. Annie
2: stories? yeah <laughs> so.
0: Um, But with that, uh, Maria Noel Gross came in. She talked about um, lung health and herbs for lung health. And which is really appropriate for us, especially in the Pacific Northwest, because this time of year, the smoke can be pretty bad. And, you know, when we first moved to Oregon, we knew there was forest fires Mm -hmm. around, but we never really experienced the smoke. Right. But in the last three or four years, the fires have gotten so bad around us, California, even Oregon, British Columbia, washington that you wake up in the morning and you, the air pollution is so intense and yeah. with people with any kind of uh asthma or lung condition it it's the worst ever um, even for someone like me that doesn't suffer from allergies even on those smoky days i don't want to be out they're just awful mm-hmm. um and they're becoming more and more prevalent uh, so that's what we're going to talk about is how to help with your lung health so now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Real Herbalism Radio. Radio. Breathe deep. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, try to breathe. Or, try to breathe. Just deep. try to breathe.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that we're talking about this because at the clinic that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. there people are coming in because they have asthma. Mm-hmm. And during the smoky times and during, of course, the pollen-rich times, yeah. it's pretty bad. You know, it's causing anxiety attacks on top of that. And it's very difficult to get to a doctor. Uh, So people are coming into free clinics that normally are just going to their regular doctor, but they are going through their um, inhalers um, rapidly. They are.
2: Yeah, I mean, even the folks like myself who had allergies in the hay fever season and generally look forward to the dry season because it means less hay fever. Yeah. Now we're suffering and our lungs are already compromised because of the hay fever that we are just, you know, we don't have time Mm -hmm. to recover. Right. And that's, you know, most of our population, even the folks who aren't born with hay fever, most people develop it eventually in this climate. Mm -hmm. So, you know. You see a lot of
1: people running around here and they've got those masks
2: on. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually broken down and worn those some too. Does that help? Yeah, I like to believe it does, but I'm not sure that it really does that much. Mm-hmm. I think if I had asthma, I probably would assume that it does and do it because even if it helps just a teeny bit, that would be better than nothing. Right. But
1: yes, I mean, it'll we'll keep out some of the particulate, but some of it's yeah. so small. It yeah, it just really gets matter. right through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I know that there are different masks that have. Uh, better concentrations. If you go to those yeah. industrial shops or you go online, you can find ones that have a um, much tighter fit for a particular matter. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I- some have diaphragms in the center of them. So you inhale uh, and it goes through the mask, but you exhale and it goes through the diaphragm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you exhale on some of those that don't have that, you know, you're exhaling out, but the pressure is so much. It'll just, you know, it just, I
1: yeah. find them uncomfortable,
0: but the ones yeah. with the diaphragm, Mm -hmm. I can I can do those
1: like for construction or those are those are ones that I'm familiar with because that's that's what I have in my garage. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you
2: go on Amazon and you search on like um, air quality mask or something like that, Mm -hmm. you get not only will you find those, but you'll also find a whole bunch of little pretty ones. Oh, There's nice. lots of pretty ones available With though. butterfly
1: stickers and
2: things. Yes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Prince, with like pretty with designs, prince. unicorns, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. The fact that we need to do that in general and then to say, well, now let's make it a fashion accessory. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just says, well, you're dressing... Dressing up the
1: problem. Well, yeah, Yeah. I I
0: hate to see this. It's like you're dressing up a pig. I mean, there's a bigger issue here, which is so much larger. Right. But it costs less to do that than it does to fix the problem. Yeah. In the short run. Yeah. 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 Well, as as
2: just a little, you know, single person in in this whole giant sea of mess with not a ton of money and not being a, you know, uber wealthy one percenter. I don't have the power to change a lot of the air quality issues. I can buy an expensive air quality filtration system for my home and hide inside for the entire fire season mm-hmm. and the hay fever season, which I have done to some extent, or I can get my pretty little mask and go out and mm-hmm. try to just, you know, enjoy as best I can. Yeah. I mean, plants still got to get watered guys. Yep. You know, who's well, going to do I, it? Yeah. You know? I'm not
0: <laughs> saying so, that you don't do things. I'm just saying that, We're just, first of all, you have to wear this thing. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to make it pretty. Yeah. But there's, you know, the stuff up here is like, why can't we just figure this out, people?
1: Yeah. It seems like we have figured it out. We're just
2: not implementing some of the, the solutions. I think the frustration is that we had figured it out. We were implementing the solutions. And then for reasons I don't fully understand, we as a nation decided to not to. Mm -hmm. And then we went backwards and stopped with the prevention part and moved into the putting out the fires that have now started to occur because (laughs) we weren't preventing them well. Right. And that's the part where I'm like, I don't understand how on earth it's okay to say, just like with medicine, Mm -hmm. why on earth are we not spending most of our money, time and energy on preventing disease? Mm -hmm. Why do we wait till the disease manifests? And then start doing something, right? No, you do it before and hope you don't have the disease, Mm -hmm. and you prepare for both situations. Exactly, exactly. Because I mean, some people will still get the disease, sure, even with prevention. Yep. But it's a much smaller number of people that get the disease if everybody's focused on prevention Mm -hmm. than if we do what we currently do, which is not bother. Yep. And then wait till we're really sick Mm -hmm. and then say, "Oh, I'm drowning! Please help me." Yep. That's you dig a French
1: drain around your house. You had a little drainage problems, and then you have a sump pump. If it didn't work, Da-da.
2: yeah, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> are you are you suggesting yeah. a moat?
2: A moat. Wait, my phone. I could off. use a moat, Patrick. What have you done? I thought <laughs> I had silenced it. Oh, after the speech, the pre-show speech about silence your phone.
0: <laughs> I didn't do that this time. Jeez, That's dun,
2: So embarrassing. Dun, 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 oh. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> sorry folks sorry yeah, about that all right. yeah. so Sue I've been thinking about that the black nettle syrup that you do every um, spring mm-hmm. going into early summer to help yep. the folks with the allergies and yep. I've been thinking you should probably do that through this particulate season and you should probably do it with some minor modifications like so what pretty would you much suggest? I was thinking pretty much just add mullein to it mm-hmm. maybe yerba santa if it's available mm. Um, well,
1: thanks to Christina. Yeah. Then, yeah, she's donated. Christina Sanchez has donated to Occupy Medical to us, uh, the Yerba Santa. So I am very excited to have that available. And that's not something that we grow in the Pacific Northwest, right? So, um, yeah, that's a good idea. And Our- then
2: the other one, Christina said she's been using. She has struggled with asthma in the past, and she said that she has used. um Howie Brownstein suggested, and she tried, a really, really strong licorice infusion. I don't mm. think it's an infusion, and I don't think it's a syrup. I believe it's a tincture, but I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. It was a very strong extraction. So that might like be Like a something. solid extract? I don't think it was solid. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But I was thinking, oh, you know, licorice might be. I know that lic- licorice does grow wild in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, um, thanks to another donation,
1: there's a lot of licorice tincture that we have. That so might I be could something to consider. Yeah. But yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that because one of the challenges that you have when you're dealing with a lot of particulates and trying to make your lungs healthy is that you really – When your lungs are in distress, your body automatically wants to switch into, I think it's parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. so or no, sympathetic nervous system. So it's wanting to shut down, digest, rest and digest, Mm -hmm. and just deal with the breathing, breathing, which is a serious danger. That's a mortal peril. So if you're in that mode more often than not, then your body's not getting the nutrition it needs. And your black nettle syrup has a lot of nutrition in it. Yep. and it's also got stuff in it like plantain that's moistening mm-hmm. for the lungs, so mm-hmm. that's really good. It
1: has the antihistamine and in the, that, too. yeah, mm-hmm.
2: exactly. And the the um, molasses that's in there is that's got the iron in it, mm-hmm. which helps your blood circulate and therefore also helps. It also helps with your blood being able to better absorb nutrition. Right. Yeah, that's the key. So I've been thinking about that. I was like, you know, that that syrup with just a couple, and then possibly if you wanted, maybe some like milky oats or. Hmm. Something similar to calm the nervous system. Uh-huh. Yeah, would, to deal with the
1: anxiety part of it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a very good point.
2: Or the passion flower that Maria was talking about growing. That could be another
1: oh, yeah. possible, I mean, you know,
2: in terms of just what's easy and available. Mm-hmm. You know, the milky oat season has just really kind of finished, but, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I've been thinking about for you. Yeah, like you nice. need you need more formulas, right? Well, like more to I, do. I always do because <laughs> things change, so yeah. I
1: always have to be
2: on top of that and
1: figure out the changes that folks need. Yeah, you no, know, and, and then our clinics change. Yeah, as I said, we had picked up another another clinic, uh, so we have
2: to be aware of that. Yeah, and What's you have. There? This year you have a lot of people who are survivors of last year's Paradise Fires, right? Mm -hmm. So I expect you're probably going to see more or have been seeing more intense anxiety and just,
1: you know, fear because... see that smoke coming in and it just triggers all of these horrible memories of running for their lives with whatever they have in their hands.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And grief. I imagine grief. And grief is processed. According to Chinese medicine, grief comes through the lungs. Mm -hmm. So that's the area that's compromised by the current climate and makes it harder to express and get through. And then their memories and grief is triggered by the same air quality issues Mm-hmm. So, it just seems to me like it's like a vicious cycle. So, mm-hmm. hmm. uh, it's
1: very, very difficult for folks to handle that. I think that um, trying to help people stay healthy through the whole year is something as a free client because mm-hmm. people can visit whenever they want every single week. Yeah. It's so great. So, we've been able to support quite a few folks. So they can. And one thing is for people that can go inside, then that's always a a nice thing. Yeah. Um, That's a huge life changer. We had a a gentleman come in recently that I hadn't seen for a while and and he and I asked where he'd been and he said, I got housed, which was a few months ago and I'm still there. And I just, you know, came back to get some vitamins. That's all. That's all he needed. His nice. face looked different, nice. you know, the way he held himself was different and many of the health conditions that, that were fairly serious that he was struggling with, they're just, they're being regulated. Nice. So nice. yeah, getting people into that healthy spot so that, and he had been, he had been unhoused for, um, according to himself, to what he had said, um, almost 40 years. Yeah. So that was a huge
2: transition for him. That is huge. I think that, key is really being in a place where you feel stable and safe.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and um, the addiction issues were the things that we were working with him as well as some of the, Mm -hmm. the subsequent and related health conditions. And so he's been free and clear of that for a couple of years. And that made it easier for him to, to jump into the housing and You know, there's other management techniques that since he'd been in house for so long that he just didn't have. So part of that and that for the housed folks out there listening, those are things that you can apply to your own life. There are things that we as housed people will pick up as behaviors, grabbing fast food or, you know, not not resting enough Mm -hmm. ourselves or um, letting ourselves getting my for myself and getting mad when I'm driving. Well, yeah. That's not healthy for me. <laughs> right, right. So using all of those preventative measures to yeah. keep myself healthy through the entire year when we have a crisis like forest fires, yeah. then it's easier for us to recover because we've already got that even breathing. Yes, yeah. So then you don't <gasps> start staggering yeah. in your breath and getting fearful, and, and you can go through
2: these, these crises as
1: yeah. well.
2: Yeah, truly. I mean, all of that, trying to keep yourself calm and and. F- Build your tools so that when stuff happens, you've got a, a, a grouping of tools to work with instead mm-hmm. of just one or two yep. to get yourself through it and hopefully maintain as much of your own energy and, and health as possible.
1: Yeah. Another part of that is making sure that you have not uh, disconnected yourself from people. Right. So the that yeah. social I found that when people isolate themselves their anxiety gets worse. Yes. which perpetuates the isolation.
2: Yes, it so, does, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed amongst my elders the ones who live the longest always are the ones who have a stronger community. Yeah. Their community may be primarily, you know, nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, grandchildren mm-hmm. rather than a bunch of people that aren't somehow related, but it doesn't really matter. The important part is that you have people in your life Mm -hmm. that you reach out to people regularly, not just through Facebook, but actually in person, right over the phone maybe, but in person seems to be really one of the keys Mm -hmm. as the elders who have had the best health in their older years Mm -hmm. are the ones who have had people in their lives daily. Right. Yeah. And having
1: that, um, physical for people that, um, are comfortable with that having safe touch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. shaking hands or hugs, yeah. you know, all that even without kind of
2: touch, stuff. just you're seeing each other daily. You're having good interactions Validation. with each other daily yeah. that you're doing the small things that show that you care about the other person. And the other person is doing the small things that show that they mm-hmm. care about you. Yep. You know, just something as simple as, when you come in the door, the people that are around you say, hey, how are you? Right. It's nice to see I you. I contact. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge. And you do the same. Yeah. yeah. So simple things. They like add that. up. Yeah, they, they do. They
1: really add up. Uh, for uh, lung health, too, one other thing that I've been pretty excited about is a lot of these warming herbs. Yeah. I mean, pe- making sure people have really good circulation. Um, that. Helps not only with your digestion and, but it uh, circulation is a big part of lung health as well.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was funny because when we did Angelica last June, mm-hmm. I don't normally think of Angelica as being more than a women's medicine. Not mm-hmm. that it couldn't be, of course, but you know, it's been the primary use of Angelica over the last, you know, however many years. It's mm-hmm. been popular. And the Angelicas that we tend to focus on are usually the Angelica Sinesis, which uh-huh. is the Donkey. Don Quoi, yeah. yeah. And then somewhat Angelica Ar- Archangelica, the mm-hmm. European Ar- one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but in doing the research on that, it I started to really notice that, honestly, I mean, yes, as a woman's medicine, it's a great medicine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. But Truly, it is really a good lung medicine as well because of the way that it increases circulation mm-hmm. and it helps open up. In Chinese medicine, it's, medicine it's called opening to the exterior. So it helps open up the channels, the pores. It's essentially diaphoretic. Mm-hmm. And that's really important when we're dealing with lung health and especially when the air quality is crap. Mm-hmm. You know, all those particulates are going to come in you need to open to the exterior so that you can get them back out again.
1: Mm-hmm. You don't
2: want them staying and lingering. And when they linger in your lungs, then you start getting more and more mucus. You start getting more and more irritation. You know, it doesn't function. The system doesn't function well. So Angelica is surprising. It was one of the ones that surprised me this year as being potentially quite good for this season. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, I, I, I like that too. The Another warming one is Elecampane.
2: Yeah, that's a gorgeous one. Yeah,
1: and it's good for upper and lower respiratory issues.
2: I was shocked this year; my chickens decided to eat the tops off my Ella campaign in the spring. Right? Well, so, yeah, does Sue's it mouth up? just like dropped open. It has it has returned. <laughs> I keep my Ella campaign in a pot that has a hole in the bottom of it. Okay, so that's a heck of a writ. Yeah, it's a big, huge root, and I have really clay soil. Uh-huh. So it's really anything that can get into our soil, it's really hard to get it back out. Right, And because campaign is such a huge uh-huh. root, my yep. thinking when I first did it was, well, it'll break through the bottom of this pot, but then all I'll do is just get one of those Japanese... Rit knives, it's really long, or Uh in my case, sometimes the woodworking one that I borrow from Uh my husband. Oh
1: boy, there's, that's like borrowing sewing scissors for mom Uh care. No wonder why Uh that's dull. It's not dull. It's still
2: sharp as heck. And I lift the pot as best (laughs) I can. And then I get that knife in under there and just start. Sawing a little bit until the root gives, and then I can you know pull it away. Okay. And then I dig up what little what I can. Usually there's not a ton of root, but for my family and our size, we don't need a lot. Right. Right. And then the bulk of the plant stays in the pot, mm-hmm. and I just move the pot to another spot.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: this year the chickens decided that they were going to enjoy the spring greens of Ella Campaign. Mm. It did come back, and it's it leafed out nicely in in June, and it, I. It should be okay. Yeah, but Good. I was shocked. It was, and that was, I usually do it like move the pot every other year because uh-huh. I get enough off of just the one thing to last me for two years. I'll make a bunch of tincture and then I'll freeze a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. And then and, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine for about two years. And so this, this is my first year in the new spot. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be okay. curious. <laughs> I,
1: my chickens have never messed with our ella campaign ever that's one of the ones i have that's easy for them to access then go stomp all over that it's near the lilac tree and they're just like "Ah, yeah yeah they totally yeah
2: and they also destroyed the comfrey it doesn't well it's gone i mean it's gone they ate the entire comfrey over the course of two years it is completely gone not coming back congratulations yeah yeah except i didn't want it to go away and not come back I was displeased with this behavior. Uh, Mariah is just sassy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. I love her, but she is, boy, She just sassy. That's her thing. She's she's your trigger, huh? She sure is. Okay. Yeah, she gets ideas, and then mm. everybody follows her. Right. She's definitely the, the head hen. Did you save your comfrey
1: into tincture?
2: No, because then have you destroyed it. I have nothing. I, I, I'll, I'm not I'll, kidding. I have I'll nothing.
1: share with <laughs> you. I'll share with you. Okay. I have... Yeah. I have I'm fine. (laughs) You're okay. That's the thing about a lot of these weeds is you and your own garden may not have them. Right. But there's somebody around that can help you out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, uh, wild lettuce is popping up all over my my yard, which is not for lung health. I know that. but
2: No, that's a good pain herb, though. Yeah. It is a good
1: pain herb. And my goodness, I was... I was surprised
2: because I hadn't really seen it that much last year. It's probably year. one that you should be taking before bed so you can get the deep, deep pain, you know, Sleep. just the yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so you're going to recuperate because of, you know, with Occupy Medical, uh, yep. you're actually exposed to a lot of stuff. And I'm I'm betting that you can't process most of that out. So mm-hmm. I'm betting wild well, lettuce is here to help you. I could dream well it out.
0: Be. Yeah. Remember yeah. we talked about that in a previous show, that yeah. herbs will appear that mm-hmm. in your yard that You might need, so
1: yep. Maybe every time, pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Never had it. I've heard herbs work. Yep. You never had it before, and you suddenly (laughs) have it now. You know. Yeah. And I know that um, uh, the herbs, like many of the the seeds, they can be viable for decades sometimes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we're blaming our neighbors for you know all the dandelion seeds are coming into my yard. But oftentimes they are spreading through roots or rhizomes that have been in the soil for a while, or seeds that have been sitting there dormant for a while. And a lot of times, it's just it's all on us. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, my neighbors
2: can blame me because I do let dandelions grow. Yes, and I'm happy to let them grow. Yeah, and they and can spread as many seeds as they leave. like. Right. My neighbors can just so suck it. So it's yeah. either in your yard or it came
1: from Candace. There you yeah. go. <laughs>
2: Yeah, thanks Candace.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very pleased to have the garden that I have. I feel really lucky.
2: Yeah. You are you're very lucky and you don't have neighbors that are horrible. I mean, I know they can be some of them can be challenging, but mm-hmm. like we have a neighbor who decided that he was going to start we have a hawthorn, a very small young hawthorn um near the fence that stands between his yard and ours. And there was originally a wide shrubbery short shrubbery that was there, and he decided he wanted to take it out, and technically it was on his land, so we couldn't stop him. Mm -hmm. We were not pleased with that because the shrubbery was really hard to get over, and the short fence he put in is really easy to get over. Mm -hmm. So I started populating our side of the fence with prickly things. Mm -hmm. Like Like the the hawthorn. Yeah, Yeah, like the rose bushes and the Uh hawthorn you gave us. Yeah. So he decided that if he thinks it's taller than the fence, he's going to just trim it. Thankfully, he only trimmed one part. There was the Hawthorne had, I think it had two lead runner or whatever, Uh tops, and he trimmed one of them off. And the irony of it is that he has lung cancer and he trimmed this off and threw it away. And I'm like, or threw it, like just threw it in the back of my yard. Uh And I'm looking at him going... Dude, you have lung cancer of all the people who needs Hawthorne that I know. You're probably one of the most prime people for needing Hawthorne. Mm. And here you are trying to kill it. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know. Right. Gee whiz, dude. <laughs> you yeah. Know.
1: It sounds like consent's not really his strong point.
2: No, I caught him and yelled at him. I didn't know really <laughs> But I let him know quite sternly that he better not be trimming any more of my shrubberies and that some of these are trees. And if he trims them, that's going to be a serious problem. Mm-hmm. And he stopped some. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So he yeah. can be trained. Well, good. Yes. Yeah. It's nice. It's all oh. about catching him in the act. Yep.
1: Well, I, I hope that the recipes that we have on our site will be of help. We've got a number of them, actually, not just the black nettle syrup. There's some that are just for kids and mm-hmm. a couple of teas that you have, Candice, um, that help with um, lungs and breathing and circulation. And yeah. please remember to get onto the Practical Herbalist site via our show notes and then just get on there and throw throw the search engine in in there, and see what you can dig out
2: for your own your own favorites. Yeah, and definitely check in with Maria Noel Groves at her website, which are Green mm-hmm. Botanicals. I think it's .com. The link will be on the show notes. Yes, for sure. But yeah, check in with her. She's got a lot of really good information, and her book was fabulous. Oh, yes, both of them. Yeah. If you're going
0: to buy her book, buy it directly from her.
2: Yes, Yes. please do.
0: Um, I think it's just on her website. She gets more of the revenue than if you go to Amazon. She doesn't get that as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, And I think she also said if you buy directly from her, you have access to a chapter or two that couldn't get online. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's got some extra support materials,
2: which are honestly really cool. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's
0: the – That's the value of – and I don't believe the book is that much more expensive, if at all, directly. No, No, it's not. um, I think it's the same price because I think the publisher sets the price. So Yeah, they do. Yeah. You get more for buying directly from her.
1: Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. directly supporting her, which is great. And um, for people that are looking through the show notes that may not be an Herbal Nerd Society member, um, some of those things that you'll click on – You may find a there's a a wall there, and um, the reason we have that is those are articles specifically for our Herbal Nerd Society members. And that is if you're interested in joining, that one is $4.99 a month, um, or it's uh, $49 for the whole year. Yeah, so that's that's an option. And there's ways that you can can dink around the site, and it'll be easy for you to join if you're interested in that.
2: Yeah, plus you won't have any ads, right? No ads. And you're supporting
1: us, and we're very grateful for that. So,
0: as always,
2: put an an herb herb on it. it.
0: The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration (FDA) and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast